0: Ooh, praise the Lord.
1: It's
0: good to be in the house of God today.
1: It's
0: good to be at a Section 4 youth rally again after all the summer events. It's good to be in the Can we stand to our feet? Can we lift our hands? Can we welcome the Lord into this place? Jesus, we love You, God. We love You, Jesus. We need You, Lord.
2: Come into a service like this, folks. We need to avail ourselves of it. God is powerful in this place tonight. Amen. Amen. Where the presence of God is, anything can happen. Praise God. All He's looking for is someone to believe that. That's it. If you believe God can help you tonight, take care of your circumstance and situation. My God will. If you don't believe that, well, you're right. You'll leave just the same way you came in. That is not the will of God. He wants to change lives tonight, to transform lives in this place. Every time we enter into the presence of God, we make contact with with a holy and righteous God that suffered on a cross and died for us. We have an opportunity for Him to touch us and to be changed, to be transformed into something we weren't when we came in. Something more pleasing to Him, something closer to Him, accurately reflecting His image, not our own. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you so very much for being here. You can be seated for just a moment. I do want to welcome you to La Crosse. My name is Pastor Becker. I'm the pastor of this church. And it is very exciting to me to see all of you guys here tonight. Amen. It is our desire that God blesses you and ministers to you in our service tonight. Amen. Just blows you away with his presence. Amen. Uh, I see familiar faces out there that I haven't seen in a while. Amen. Brother Jorge. God bless you, sir. Your wife, your growing family. Praise God. Amen. That's exciting to me. Amen. The plowman, I see you. God bless you, sir. Bishop Parker, always a pleasure. Amen. And everyone here, thank you for being here tonight. Amen. Amen. Our speaker tonight is uh, Brother Luke Daniels. He, he uh, attends church in uh, PA, PAC at Lacrosse, and um, my... tonight is Lacrosse. <laughs> I'm not wrong; it's just a matter of times <laughs> in Eau Claire. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm not trying to proselytize. However, uh, <laughs> moving on, Brother Luke Daniels is uh, my wife and I our family we attended in Eau Claire for a little while and during that time we we got to know Brother Daniels and I was I was very impressed with this young man Uh, his energy his enthusiasm uh, his love for God his love for the Word of God I think you graduated P.I. right? yeah he went four years in P.I. he graduated that uh, loves the Word of God loves God he's growing he's being used mightily of God And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I love seeing young people getting a hold of what God has for them. Amen. When God can get a hold of a young person and not an old fogey like me, He can do a whole lot more with you guys than He could ever do with me. Because He just doesn't have time with me anymore. But He's got time with you. Amen. And if you'll just get a hold of what God has in store for you, you can be used too, mightily, miraculously. Amen. As Brother Daniels comes and gets ready to deliver the Word of God, let's all stand. Amen. I want us to welcome Brother Daniels to the pulpit. I also want to give glory and honor to the Lord our God for what He has done already and for what He's about to do. Amen. Let's worship God. Hallelujah Jesus. Give glory and honor to God, folks. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He's worthy of worship. He's worthy of praise. Praise God. All right, thank you.
3: Hallelujah. 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 uh... It's an honor to be with you all tonight. Um, like you said, brother, the presence of the Lord is so rich. It's so powerful. It's, it's, that's the game changer that changes lives. And I'm just so thankful to be able to feel His presence. And I don't want to leave. I don't, don't want to go anywhere else. I don't want to be separated from it. It's, it's so precious. It's so precious. You can uh all be seated for a moment. Mm. I want to uh give honor to uh Pastor Becker. Once was my brother, still my brother, but Pastor Becker and uh our uh section leader, uh, Brother Ryan and uh Bishop Parker. Um it's uh it's an honor to be with Great men of God, I'm so thankful for a man of God in my life, and uh, we wouldn't be where we're at today without somebody who's invested into us, somebody who maybe got in the trenches with us, who uh, started uh, kind of found us in the dirt, if you will, and weren't afraid to come and minister to us and love on us. And I, I know I wouldn't be where I'm at today. you wouldn't be at where you're at today if it wasn't for somebody who has invested, somebody who is investing. And uh, I can definitely say that men in this room, like Brother Parker, Brother Becker, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without him. So I give honor. Um, I'm excited for what God is going to do uh, here tonight. He's already moved upon us, and I do feel um, in my heart as God has impressed uh, something upon me um, in prayer. And I don't take this um, I don't take this pulpit lightly. I'm 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 terrified in in a reverent type way, <laughs> and uh, I feel that this is a calling. It's uh, and it's something that I'm I'm making sure uh, be diligent to make your calling and election sure. I believe Paul writes to Timothy, and uh, I'm just am so thankful. Um, as we uh, all stand for the reading of the word, if you have a Bible with you, I'm going to be reading out of Matthew. Chapter 9, verse 10 through 13. God's throne is established. Amen? It's established, the psalmist says. It is secure, it says. It's not going anywhere. And there's only room for two on the throne? Is there room for one on the throne? Revelation tells us in chapter 4 that there is one upon the throne and it's established He's up there. But I think God is reaching down tonight and asking and extending a hand and wondering who reigns upon the throne of your heart? And that's what I want to speak from tonight is I want to speak about the heart. Matthew chapter 9, verse 10 through 13. And it came to pass as Jesus sat at meat in the house. Behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But Jesus heard that, and he said to them, They that be whole need not a physician. But they that are sick, but go ye and learn what that means, and I, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am come, I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I want to preach from the, the title tonight: "A condition." for the physician. Um, Why don't we pray one more time before we're seated. Heavenly Father, O Lord God Almighty, God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that You would have Your way in this house tonight, O God. I pray that Your Spirit that is already here, God, that has gone before us, O Lord, and where our steps have went, O God, I pray that You would minister, God, to every need in this house tonight, O God. Touch every heart, God. Touch every mind, God. Every situation, God. The things that are secret before You in this place tonight, God. I pray that You would go to the deep places of our heart tonight, God. We give You permission to have surgery on our heart tonight, O God. We invite You into this place, God. We give You authority and all power, God. We pray against forces of darkness, my God. In the name of Jesus, that You'd pull down strongholds, that You would bind them, that You would do Your work and you do Your ministry that only You can do, O Lord. Thank You, O God. And we pray this in the name above every name. In the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. It's a gift to be alive. Amen. Hallelujah. My brother, who was ministering on the piano here, I, I, that's the word. It's a gift to be alive. I think sometimes we can get so comfortable with things that we have. Uh, that maybe have come every day that haven't been necessarily pushed upon us or uh, stretched upon us. It's just an expectation that's going to be there. Breath in my lungs. Beat to my heart. Food in my belly. Shelter over my head. God, your presence. I don't want to take these things for granted. And I think sometimes if I'm just keeping it real, we can take these things for granted. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And I think one of these things that we can take for granted, as I, as I spoke briefly of, is, is our beating heart. Why don't you uh, turn to your neighbor and tell them, Your heart is beating. Amen. Amen. The heart's beating inside of us right now. I don't know. I, I, I don't think about it a whole lot. There, there is a, a, an organ, a muscular organ inside of our chest that is keeping us alive. It's pumping. And you know what? It hasn't stopped for. How old are you? It, it's been faithful. It's been faithful to you. Your heart is faithful. Just like our God, He's faithful. He hasn't skipped a beat. Thank you, Lord. Medical professionals state that the human heart is just a little bit larger than our fist. Why don't you hold out your fist and take a look at that. Uh, between 7 and 15 ounces, a little bit less than a pound, that's the size of your heart right there inside of your chest. Something that maybe seem small, like me, I don't know if you've ever seen one with your own eyes before. I have not. It's so crucially important that without it, Life would cease to exist. The human heart is a vessel. It's a source that that pumps and it it flows and distributes blood throughout the entire body. It pumps blood through a complex network of these arteries and veins above my pay grade. I don't know if anyone has that type of mind that understands. I didn't pay attention in seventh grade and uh, when they taught that in class. Just being honest, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, but it's complex. God's anatomy is is fascinating. It's 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 beautiful. The heart acts as a filter. It's a cleanser. It distributes blood to eliminate waste and harmful threats. The the heart is so valuable that it's uniquely designed to be protected. It's not just sitting right out there on our sleeve, as that saying says. He wears this She wears her heart on her sleeve. No, our heart's somewhere where it's protected. Behind our our skin, behind our ribs, behind our sternum, because there's value in it. We have to value and protect things that are important that give us life. According to Harvard Medical School, a healthy heart rate for adults is between 60 to 100 beats per minute. There's 60 minutes in an hour. 24 hours in a day, 365 days in a year, and the average life expectancy in the United States is 75 years. Maybe you're quick with math. I'm not. But that gives us approximately 2.73 billion heartbeats in our lifetime. Wow, that's a quantification right there. If beats of our heart were the currency... How are you going to choose to spend your beats? In other words, what are you going to spend your heart on? It's essential that we take care of our physical heart so that we can live a healthy and sustainable and fulfilling life to take care of this this temple that God has given us. While we're in this flesh, while we're here on this earth, while this health is important, how much more important is it to take care of our spiritual heart. It not just affects our condition here on this earth, but it, it affects our condition for eternity. And furthermore, it, it not it just affects our condition, but really it it affects everyone else's condition. It's a responsibility to take care and be diligent to keep our heart and I really, uh, my objective here today, as I said, I, I felt impressed upon the Lord to speak about this concept of the heart. And I believe it's my purpose here today to help us to examine our hearts. We can sometimes put up some walls in our life, it's not out of the ordinary. But really, just to, to let God have his way. And I believe God's going to move upon us in a mighty way tonight. If we would just let him, if we would just let the physician right there into our heart. But there's something we got to do. We got to let him in. So let's let's do that here tonight. And I believe we will in Jesus name. The word heart appears eight hundred and thirty times in the King James Bible. King James Bible. Strong's Concordance H3820 is pronounced in uh, uh, lave, lave. Someone can help me out with that someday. It means the mind, the the human will, an appetite, uh, an innermost being. It's it's our heart. And just like the physical heart, the spiritual heart is a source. And whatever is on our heart is going to flow and pump into every other aspect of our lives. The mouth. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh the eye Matthew chapter 5 verse 8 blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see god it's our treasure it's our desire it's our it's our appetite Matthew chapter 6 verse 21 for where your treasure is there will your heart be also when there's something wrong with the source it seeps into every other area of our lives. The heart can act as a window or a doorway into our soul. And it's just so vitally important that we protect it with all diligence. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it come all the issues of life. The enemy would love to influence our heart. Because He knows if He can get to our heart, He can infect our thoughts, He can infect our speech, and then He can infect our actions. It all was established back in the garden. A loving Father and Spirit decided to create the entirety of the world, and he created the garden, he created man, and he created woman, and he gave them dominion, he gave them authority over all of his creation. And in the midst of all of it, he places a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God wanted to see if Adam and Eve would choose to serve him. And that same concept goes all the way into where we're at today. There lies a tree in our lives. Are we going to make the decision to follow what God's word is? And what ended up happening? Adam and Eve decided to spend their heart. They decided to spend their their beats on the temporal pleasures of life. And in exchange for their hearts, they received a trade. They received a condition that is sin. And God poses a question to Adam and he says, where are you? Or in other words, I believe he's saying, where's your heart? And I think that same examination comes back to where we're at today. And I ask myself, as I ask with you today, as we come before the Lord, where's our heart? It's not an examination that's done at one time. It's It's really done on this daily basis. It's it's making sure that we have relationship with the Almighty. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We can't forsake the secret place. We can't forsake going into the, the room of the doctor, of the physician. We've got to continue to go and step in. And you've got to get alone. Oh, hallelujah. We can't forsake that room, that secret place of the Most High, because our physician is doing a work on us. We need to go before Him with our heart. We've got to say, Lord, work on my heart. God, did something get into my heart? Did I pick something out, out in my heart? That's why we've got to wake up. And just like Jesus did, get away. Get away. Hide, hide ourselves in that secret place. And what is done in secret, He will reward openly. Thank you, Lord. The most impactful and deadly sickness of all time that transcends to every generation. It's the worst condition of all time. You can guess it. It's sin. The Bible explains that there's a location, there's a beginning to its journey, and that beginning, that, that Genesis is starts in our heart. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are all the issues of life. Sin is that separation between man and God. It's a separation due to disobedience, to selfish desire, um, to deciding to go our way above God's way. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I don't think, for being honest with ourselves, we don't have to look too far to know that, uh, that we're sinners. But that's not the end of the story. Thank you, Lord. We're born into sin, we're conceived into sin. Uh, I believe Jeremiah states that uh, in my mother, in your mother's womb, you were you were conceived into sin and we have inherited from our father who inherited it from their father who inherited it from Adam. Sin's a deadly sickness and sin takes us further than we want to go and keeps us longer than we want to stay. But the most beautiful part after Adam messes up, there's still consequence to him. There's still consequence to him. To the woman and to the serpent. But in the midst of that, God makes a way. And what I think is so beautiful is after man's sin, God still decides to pursue Adam. He comes after him. He asks him a question because he wants to bring his heart back to where it originally was. I know I wouldn't be where I'm at today. (laughs) <laughs> I know I wouldn't be where I'm at today without without what God has done to me. It's, it's your breath in my lungs. So I pour out my praise. I wouldn't have a breath if it wasn't for him. What does it say that God did to Adam? It says He that he breathed into his nostrils. Praise God. And I know that I don't know where my life would be if I didn't have God, if he didn't save my life. I would probably wouldn't have breath. I'd be six feet under. I don't know. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's give Him some praise. God has saved us. He's given us breath. And we only with that breath should worship Him. And I'm so thankful for what He has done. Hallelujah. While while I was yet a sinner. While you were yet a sinner. So lost. So wretched. So dirty. So blind. God hung upon that cross for us. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy, my Lord. Thank you, God. I'm going back to our opening scripture here. Matthew chapter 9, verse 12 and 13. But when Jesus heard that, He said to them, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick, go ye and learn what that means. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous. I didn't come to call the, the healthy. I didn't come to call the, the prideful. I didn't come to call those that are just all squared away and good to go. But I came to call sinners to repentance. I believe what God's looking for in the midst of that is an acknowledgement. God's looking for us to acknowledge our sin, to confess our sin. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13. This is talking about repentance. A word we're familiar with. Something that I'm talking about dying daily and getting that secret place and putting ourselves low so that he has something to use. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. To allow the physician into our heart, there needs to be an acknowledgement. The prodigal son, when he leaves and goes off and spends all that inheritance that he has, there's a scripture that is a key turning point in there, and it says, "He came to himself." We got to come to ourselves. We got to we got to make sure we keep ourselves in alignment, and make sure we know that we need a cleaning, that we need a cleansing, and we need a confess our sin before God, to check ourselves, examine ourselves. We've got to go past the surface. The context of the scripture here is, is Jesus is, is directly speaking to everybody, and he knows this is going to transcend into this word today. Over uh, this microphone today into the Bible studies that we've had into the Bible that you read, he knows that it was going to be there, but he's directly speaking to the Pharisees. And the Pharisees had a condition, if you will. The Pharisees were so focused on the outward appearance, what others thought of them, they presented an appearance of being clean and holy on the inside, but on the, outs- or on the outside, but on the inside they were dirty. Matthew 23, chapter 27, Jesus is addressing this again. It seems constantly he's, he's trying to really explain to the Pharisees that had their heart a little bit off, a lot a of bit off. And he says to them, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye are like unto whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but within full of dead man's bones and of all uncleanliness. We must take a focus off the outside and move it to the inside. if we take care of the inside, he's going to take care of the outside. Hallelujah. Sometimes I think, I just want to be honest. I want to keep it real as they say. I believe I'm in the midst of God's people tonight. I really believe that. We are are God's chosen people. I, I may not have met you before, but you're my brothers and my sisters. We're not related by blood, but we're related by the blood. Hallelujah. I got a big family. Thank you, Lord. I'm adopted and I got a father. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what I mean by that is I want to keep it real. I I think in the midst, sometimes we can we can just stop at the surface, get up on our knee at the altar and and be sincere even. But I think we got to go past the surface sometimes. We've got to go a little deeper. We've got to press a little deeper. We've got to admit ourselves into the hospital. We might have been hanging around the hospital, walking into the hospital a whole lot, but maybe we're not walking into the doctor's room, admitting ourselves into surgery. Let's keep it real. And I hope I'm coming off in the right spirit. I just, I, I want to have, let God have His way. And I think sometimes if I check myself just on a Sunday, on a Wednesday, on a Friday at a youth service, is this just another day Why we're here? No, God's moving. He's working. He's doing great things. And He's reaching and extending out His hand into you today. I believe that. He's extending. Let it not be my words. Forget about this man right here. Oh, this spirit that's going to draw. That's going to draw. Oh, hallelujah. And it's going to pull and it's going to draw us into an altar. Let's just let's go deep. Let's go past the surface. I think about Luke chapter 5. When Jesus gets into the boat of Peter, he doesn't even ask. He's teaching and he gets into his boat and they've been out all night. They've been fishing. They've been trying. They've been toiling, it that. And he got out and he said, why don't you push off a little bit? I got some teaching to do. Takes care of business. And he says to Peter, Peter, why don't you cast out into the deep? And Peter says, Master, we, we've toiled all night. We've been out all night. We we already been fishing, Jesus. We're good. But nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. We need to let down the net a little further. We need to make sure Jesus is in our boat. Was Jesus not in our boat last time we went fishing? I don't know what kind of fishing you're doing. Obviously, he is saying in context here that you'll be a fisher of men, Peter. We are called to be fishers of men, but... Whatever it is that you're doing, was Jesus not in the boat? Let's just be, do an honest examination. Was Jesus not in the boat? I want to make sure when I make decisions that Jesus is in the boat. Because when I do it my way, I'll get my results. We've caught nothing, Peter said. But when Jesus is in the boat, you get Jesus' results. Hallelujah. Oh, God, He is so good. So good. Matthew chapter 15, verse 8. We're going to skip over that one. First Samuel, chapter 16, verse 17. God doesn't have the thoughts that we have. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And this is a, a little bit of an insight into here as, as contextually here. Samuel is deciding in his mind who should the next leader and the king be. And he's making a decision. Let's put ourselves in his shoes. We got decisions to make every day. Got some family men here. We got some men of God here, some saints, some elders, we got some young people. I'm young just like you. I don't know what the age range is here today. All the way down to maybe a young person, but we got decisions to make. I want to make a decision that I bring to the Lord because he's going to have something a good a good answer for us. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 17. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. The psalmist says that deep calls unto deep. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 5. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep waters. But a man of understanding will draw it out. The great state of Wisconsin. Praise the Lord. I'm not from here. I'm from the Chicagoland area growing up, but the Lord had plans for me and brought me here to this place. I drove down here tonight. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, man, lacrosse? That's where it's going. Hallelujah. I know not everyone here is from the cross, but maybe in the way that you travel in here, God's glory. Autumn, fall, the leaves are changing. It's glorious. His glory's there. Hallelujah. But uh, I say that to say that since I've come to Wisconsin, I've become more of an outdoorsman. I've become a fisherman of men. The Lord has called me. But I've also become a fisherman of walleye.
1: <laughs> Praise
3: the Lord. Do I have any fishermen here? Amen. All right. Well, you know, when I get into fishing, um, I'm learning. Really, I just go with, you know, a guy named like Steve Peters or Dave Kootenai. I don't know if you know those names, but they're guys that know how to fish. i may maybe not be the best fisherman, but I'll go with somebody and get in the boat with someone who knows how to catch some fish. Every spring, the walleye run. Oh, they're getting ready. They're getting all ready. to get on up in the estuaries and make their way up to the river systems. And they become all big and fold their eggs. And they're massive. They're big. From the deep parts of Lake Michigan, they swim and make their way all the way up. And what I try to do and what the fisherman tries to do is intersect in that moment and that time when they come up. So we've gone now. I've gone out for four or five years. And this year we ended up going. And we had another great year. But the water was higher than it's ever been before. They said it set records on the, ooh, I don't know what river I want to tell you. I'll tell you. We were on the Peshtigo River. If you want to learn more, I can tell you. We can catch some fish. We can go sometime. The The, the river was really high. It was some seven or eight feet in standard in the summer. You can walk across it. I've been there years where you can walk right in there and walk right across it. But it was seven or eight feet deep. It was deep. It was so deep that you couldn't even, it was It was shoulder to shoulder and and you're next to the next guy and you, you you had your waders on and you're just you're deep into that water. I mean, deep enough to where you take a wrong slip and you're swimming kind of thing. And, and what I end up learning is uh, I had a, a X-Wrap on. I had a, a, a ripping wrap on. I had some different stuff and I was casting out. We weren't catching anything. What's up with that? Well, what, what, because the bill of that. Of that Rapala only goes so deep. Each one's is, is is engineered in a way where, where is it going to be at? What's, what are the fish going to bite on? What color are they looking for? Well, I wasn't going deep enough. So I would go to the guy next to me who told me he caught 50 fish in in two, three hours. It's abundant, I'm telling you. It's fun. I love Wisconsin. But he's, I said, what are you using, Sir? I didn't say it in that spirit. That sounded wrong. Like I was angry. I kind of was inside. But I was like, what are you using? I want to know. What are you doing that I'm not doing? I want to catch some fish. And he said, I'm using the shad wrap number nine. I said, all right. I don't have any of those. (laughs) But I was going to be there for three whole days. So I went myself to 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 the tackle shop and I got myself a bunch of them. I loaded up. Cause I I, I caught some fish. I caught two or three, but fifty? I want to catch some fish. Let me let me get deep. I put on that. I come on back the next morning, and I put it down on there, and that Rapala went deep into the water, and I started hooking fish. I started I started slaying them, as they say. You can't you you just you lose count of how many fish you're catching. That's what it's about. It's not about fishing. It's about catching. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. But what I say with that illustration and that story is sometimes we've got to do an evaluation of what we've been doing. We've been casting out, maybe catching some fish, maybe doing OK, but maybe we've got to take a look at what the brother or the sister is doing. What does the Bible say? What, what, what's going on? What's going on that's working? Do I need to do an evaluation? Do I need to check something different with my line? Do I got to do something different with my lure? And when you put it on, you go a little bit deeper. We got to go a little bit deeper, church. I got to go a little bit deeper. Thank you, Lord. We got to go past the surface. Let the physician deep within our heart. Psalmist said in, in chapter 51, verse 10, Create in me. You created God. Create in me. Oh, God. And renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart. Clean my heart, Lord. And for this. Next moment before I conclude and we have a a move of God in this place, I want to talk about the physician. Because I I talked about it for how how many pages I have here about the condition, about the sin and what's wrong and this and that. And that's pretty clear. Like I said, we don't have to look too far. But you know what? In the midst of having the condition we have, in the midst of a condition There is a physician. And it's not just any physician. He's the great physician. This physician is gentle. He's loving. Help me, God. Help me, O Lord. O God, He is gentle. I pray Your Spirit would move into this place right now, God. Lord God, I pray your spirit would move upon souls in this place right now, God. I pray that maybe a hardened heart, God, maybe a lukewarm heart, God, any of your heart in this place, God, that you'd begin to start tapping on a heart, God. I pray, Lord, that you would begin with your gentle spirit, begin to start moving upon somebody, God, by the authority of the name of Jesus. I pray you'd start to break shackles, God. Somebody who hasn't felt your presence in a while, God. I pray that you would make yourself real to them, O oh God, as they would make themselves real to you, O oh God. And I pray that you would minister and have your way, God, in the name of Jesus. This physician is gentle. He's loving. He is kind. He's a doctor that you can trust. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your Heart and lean not on your own understanding. He's a doctor with a pure and a true motive. He's got a good resume. He's got a good track record. He's there to heal and to restore. Psalm chapter 147, verse 3, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. He's not going to humiliate us. He's not going to make a fool of us. He's a doctor with a steady hand. Well, I may have a steady hand today with this microphone. The great physician has a, a steady hand. He's got a clean hand. And he's got a tool. He's got a scapula, as they call it. It's the Word of God. It's a sword where he doesn't take it out and wave it right and wave it left. Just out willy-nilly. But He takes that sword. And he begins to start making an incision and a cut in our heart to cut out the sin and to cut out what is unholy and unrighteous. And I pray that everybody in this place tonight would open up their heart and allow this word, allow God's word continuously to do some surgery on our heart. He's not here to hurt us, but he's here to help us. David really had an understanding of the heart. The Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart. That's a, that's a big title. Was David perfect? Did David make mistakes? Did he mess up? What led to David's success was not that he was perfect, but he didn't let his sin draw him from God, but he let his sin draw him to God. When we fall, let us not fall backwards, let us fall forward to the feet of Jesus. James chapter four, verse eight says, "Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Thank you, Lord. Want the, the, the music come as you make your way. And one last thing I want to speak here is God as the physician is never too busy. He's got an open calendar. He's got an open schedule. He's got an open enrollment. He's never too busy for an appointment. He never gets to the point where he's got too much going on. The question is not the doctor's availability. But it's the patient's availability. Are we too busy to go to the doctor? Are we distracted? Are we caught up with the things of life? Maybe we're still coming to the hospital, but maybe we're not getting into admitting ourselves into the hospital room where the doctor lies. Are we not sick enough to visit the physician? question is not, is the doctor's door open, but it's, are we letting the doctor through the door to the room of our heart? Let's give the physician the permission to have his way with our condition. Let's give him permission tonight. As we all stand, I'm going to read a verse here and... John the Revelator speaks, or he's writing down the words of God here in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. And this verse states, it says, Behold, this is God. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I'll come into him. And sup with him. I'll, I'll dine with him. Intimacy. And he with me. I believe in this place tonight that God's knocking at the door. Jesus is knocking at the door of our heart. And as you begin to start feeling in your heart, I invite you at your seat where you're at right now, or if you would want to come up and pray. God honors the way in which we respond. God honors the way in which we just talk to Him. He just wants to talk to us. And I uh, I urge you today, I, I call you today to come forward into this altar and start making your way and begin to start letting the physician have his way in your heart. Don't rush him.
1: He's he's not in a
3: hurry. Oh, God. Oh, God, Heavenly Father, Lord. God, have Your way in this place, oh God. But I pray, Lord, over every heart and mind, God. Lord, that Your Spirit begin to start upholding, God, and reaching into our hearts, Lord Jesus. God, do a work in us today, oh God. Let us go past the surface, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord want you continue to start laboring, keep praying. Keep praying.
0: the opportunity to repent, Lord, help us to protect our hearts, God. Help us, Lord. Jesus, we love you, God, and we worship you, and we honor you, and we magnify you, Lord. Do a work in us tonight, God. Lord, we don't want to leave the same tonight, Lord. We don't want to leave the same tonight, God. Let the word penetrate our hearts tonight, God. And in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus We're so thankful that you love us, God. We're so thankful that you care about us, Lord. That you've never given up on us, God. That you said you would never leave us. That you would never forsake us, Lord. That you're so quick to forgive us, God. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, can we lift our hands? Lord, we love your presence, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We need your spirit. wills with your will God conform us to your image God in Jesus name hallelujah thank brother Daniels for that word from God tonight I love hearing young ministers I love hearing young ministers share their heart Uh, great job tonight great word tonight Um, I think right now we're going to eat Jesus bless the food Bless the hands that have prepared it. Let everything we say and do bring honor and glory tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.